Hello and great day, everybody. Thank you for joining me. How to take charge of your anxiety and depression. Hello, I'm Heather Gray. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I know, a mouthful. And I'm with Discovering Health. Why am I talking about mental health? Because it is such a huge, huge part of my own health journey. Over the next 20 or 30 minutes, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on myself, why it is I do what I do, and then I'll go into some tools and some awesome research to hopefully give you a little bit of hope for those of you that are struggling. I found this work after 27 years of undiagnosed Lyme disease, celiac, Hashimoto's, endometriosis. I was depressed, anxious, chronic widespread pain. I was bloated, gassy, bad skin, hair was falling out, couldn't sleep at night. I was reactive and moody and horrible periods, just to name a few things. And back in 2013, I set out on my path to healing. I've now lost over hundred pounds. My pain has lessened greatly. No more suicidal thoughts. I'll explore. I'll explain more of that later. And I have energy all day. And I'm proud to say that I help people destroy brain fog, moodiness, chronic inflammation, and pain. Growing up poor and neglected, I should have been a statistic, right? I never thought I would amount to much. And the negative self-talk that I had really kept me in that loop of not amounting to much. I definitely had an upper boundary limit issue and uh, been working on that ever since. I was an at-risk teenager who became sexually active at a very young age. Um, I had a perfect storm of unresolved trauma, issues in my genetics. I wasn't detoxifying properly. I was an undimethylator, poor lifestyle choices. So then when I did get bit by a tick and contracted Lyme disease when I was 13, I was the perfect host for this perfect storm that was coming. When I was four years old, my uncle had killed himself. He uh, put his car in the garage, shut the garage door and let it run. I was very close to him. He was light and easygoing and funny. He used to like to give me Charlie horses. But he would joke around the rest of my, you know, the rest of my family was serious and like walking on eggshells and trauma. And so he was, he was a light in my life. And when I lost him, there wasn't a whole lot light left. And I don't remember much after that. I myself have had failed, two failed suicide attempts. My son has had two failed suicide attempts, uh, two, you know, trips to the psych ward. You might say that mental health issues run in my family. I don't feel bad a whole lot about what happened with me and my ex-husband. But one thing I do feel bad about is um, the fact that he had to talk me off a ledge so many times. You know, and when you're dealing with somebody who doesn't have a history of uh, mental health issues, depression, and anxiety, they cannot relate. They do not understand. And it's hard as he would try to be there, he just couldn't. Um, a lot of times kind of making me wrong for the way that I felt, but I just chalked that up to, it just wasn't his path. He just didn't know how to do, how to deal with me. You know, and 
when you're in a relationship with someone you love, you never, ever, ever want to hear them talk like that. Like it, it's bad. Sadly, with my new husband, he's heard me talk like this as well. And I never, ever wanted to do that to anybody. I've been sick the majority of my life. And it wasn't until after giving birth to my son and seeing him struggle the same way I struggled when I was young is really what started me on my path to learning more. My son was diagnosed with celiac disease two weeks before his second birthday. We were out to uh, lunch at a restaurant. He was eating bread. And all of a sudden he had this very panicked look on his face and wanted to go to the bathroom. So we took him to the restroom. And the minute he got there, he projectile vomited all over the bathroom. And my spidey senses went off because there was no flu or cold season going on at that time. And, and so I took him, we took him into the urgent care and they did an x-ray on him and found out that he was just full of shit. He was extremely constipated, which I didn't think was possible with somebody who was having regular bowel movements a day. Um, that belly that you see there was so distended for so long that the muscles actually separated like a pregnant person's. And he had lost like 10 pounds in two weeks. So you could count all his little ribs and, and, and he had like little chicken legs and little chicken arms and this ginormous belly. Um, so the doctors tell us he's constipated, put him on Miralax. So we did that. And he kind of felt a little bit better for about a day or two. And then he was back to saying that, it, that his belly hurt and puking. Doctors, what do you think they said? Up his Miralax. So we did, and that went on for a couple more weeks. And then finally, um, a friend of mine, somebody I know who's a nurse, a little bit more on the holistic side said, hey, Heather, kids don't complain of the tummy ache every day. You're gonna really wanna see a specialist. And so the last time I went into the doctor, I demanded, didn't demand, I asked. I got so much attitude, but I stood my ground and they, they, they gave me a referral to a specialist. Went to the specialist, took one look at him. Oh yeah, he looks like he's got celiac. Celiac what? Like I've never heard that word before in my life. So a couple weeks later, he gets an endoscopy done at Children's and guess what the doctors tell us? Stay away from wheat. That's it. Nothing about healing the gut. Nothing about what I just recently learned in the past year is that um, corn, uh, oats and rice actually all have their own form of gluten. What are all gluten-free products made out of? Corn, rice, gluten-free oats, supposedly gluten-free oats. So anywho, doctors tell us stay off of, off of, off of uh, gluten. So basically at that time, we just swapped out regular processed crap for gluten-free processed crap and never understanding the importance of a healthy whole food diet and never understanding how food, food sensitivities and autoimmune issues led to mental health issues. Have you ever heard the expression leaky gut? Well, do you know if you have a leaky gut, you'll have a leaky brain because of the gut brain connection? I'll get more into that later. And a true celiac should not be eating grains at all if they wanna heal. Actually, anyone diagnosed with an autoimmune issue should steer clear of grains and dairy products as well. So back then I might I was a lot like you. I was a smoker. I just recently quit like two years ago. Yay. I smoked camel Turkish silvers 
for years until I switched to American Spirits. I drank alcohol. I loved me some Captain and Coke. I loved all the foo-foo drinks, loved martinis. Um, ate fast food. I was kind of a fast food connoisseur. I wasn't a fan of the Big Macs, so I would go through McDonald's drive-thru to get the French fries, and then I'd go through the Burger King drive-thru to get a Whopper. I uh, also used to microwave my food, you know, in plastic, which is a huge no-no, very toxic. That's a whole nother talk. You know, so all these things that I was doing, and I thought I was doing pretty good. I kept decent grades. I had to work really hard for them. I had steady work, but I couldn't keep a job for long. I moved around a lot. I think I figured out the other day that I've moved anywhere from 40 to 50 times. I knew something was off with me, but I didn't know what. And according to the TV commercials, I just had a gas X, Tums, and Prozac deficiency. Fast forward some years when my kid was nine and he was really struggling with health stuff. He couldn't sleep, severe issues with constipation again, urination, behavioral stuff. And at around the same time, I was dealing with crippling fatigue, like the type that you go to bed eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, I would sleep and wake up in tears because it felt like I'd only slept for 20 minutes. Like I was exhausted. I didn't know that level of fatigue could exist. Chronic pain, memory issues. So it was shortly after having my kiddo that I, it really bothered me to have these memory issues um, because I was, I had a, I had a new baby and I was afraid I was going to forget my baby. I took a lot of pictures. I took a lot of video and I went and saw the doctor and he just told me, oh, you've got, you've just got, you just got mommy brain. It, it's, it's, it's common. It's normal. You know, but what I don't think they understood is, and I told them, it's like my childhood gone, my teenage years gone. Like really my memory. I, yeah, but it was just mommy brain. Um, anger outbursts, angry outbursts, depression, anxiety, back to having suicidal thoughts again. Needless to say, something had to change and it had to change fast. At that time, I finally got diagnosed with Lyme disease after having it for 25 years. And I ran into the same issues with doctors that I did with my son, right? They just wanted to slap a prescription on me, pat me on the head and send me out the door. Not one of them asked, hey, Heather, what's your stress level like? Hey, Heather, what's your diet like? Hey, Heather, how are you sleeping? <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. All they were doing was throwing napalm into Lyme disease and I thought I was gonna die. That's one of the big reasons that took me on, on this alternative path is because I felt like if I continued just the typical Western, Western medicine way that I was gonna die. You can't, you can't kill a critter that's been in someone over 20 some years without actually supporting the host first. So that's when I heard the founder of FDN, Reed Davis, uh, on a podcast with Sean Croxton, I think it was called Underground Wellness. And they were talking about supporting gut health, uh, balancing hormones, making sure your detox pathways were working properly. See, back then I never sweat. I couldn't sweat. I would just overheat and then like pass out. And I didn't realize that sweating was such a huge, huge part of detoxing. And that's not normal for a person not to sweat. Now I sweat. Awesome. And I love it. <laughs>
But all the stuff that they were talking about made sense to me. And I begged my ex-husband at the time to let me take the course. And I did. And I've been on my healing journey ever since. I love to say, no matter how common the symptom may be, it is never normal. It is always your body's check engine light coming on saying, hey, there's something wrong in here. You can choose to ignore it. You can choose to put tape over it with Tylenol, Advil, Midol, uh, Pepto-Bismol, you know, them in their cute little commercials, you know, when you've got heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. No, no, no. Stop eating the crap that's causing that to begin with. Eat whole real food and you won't have to take Pepto-Bismol. Anywho. So yeah, we can, we couldn't put tape over that, uh, check engine light and then deal with the consequences six months, one year, two years, 10 years, 15 years down the line, but there will be consequences. Um, I meet so many health seeking on the go professionals who just don't know what they don't know, who just don't know how to get rid of their brain fog, stabilize their moods and lessen their chronic pain. They're not confident in their ability to lose weight and keep it off or have the energy necessary to get life done and not being able to control their reactive moods. They often feel stuck because they don't have the time to research and figure out all this on their own, or they have researched and they're still missing that final puzzle piece to their own health journey. All they really want is to have all, all day energy, lose weight, remember things, concentrate, and lessen their physical and mental pain. In a program like what I do, I, I teach folks how to destroy brain fog because that's not normal. Get all day energy because it's not normal to need three pots of coffee and uh, a monster to get you through your day or overdose on sugar. No more painful periods because that's not normal. And sadly, women these days have taken that as just status quo. I know I did. Man, I don't... Ugh. I should have taken out stock in my doll when I was a teenager, all the stuff that I used to take, um, help them lessen chronic widespread pain and get your sex drive back. How many of you would like a sex drive? Cause believe it or not, that's not normal not to have one. Excuse me one sec. So we've talked about why it is I do what I do. But who am I? I'm Heather Gray with Discovering Health, and I help fast-paced professionals with a deep desire to heal themselves without the use of surgery or drugs. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner with a background in trauma, toxins, gut and brain health, Lyme and mold, and autoimmune issues. When you remove the hidden stressors in your body, it can heal. And one way you can do that is by testing and not guessing. I don't know about you, but I got really sick of throwing crap at a wall and seeing what stuck. I loved having a very comprehensive look of what was going on with me and not just this symptom chasing and, and, and looking at only at this one area, because I hate to tell you folks, we're all connected, right? So you can't just focus on the heart. You can't just focus on the brain. You, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at it all. And every bite you take either takes you one step closer to health or one step closer to disease. And I hope that you choose health because you're definitely worth it.
like I said earlier, today I've lost over 100 pounds. I went from a level seven every pain, uh, pain every day to about a level two. No more suicidal thoughts. Like it's been months and months. It's been easily seven months, eight months since I've talked that way. Anxiety and depression almost gone. I still have a little twinge of anxiety every now and then. No pharmaceutical drugs. I do have energy all day to get shit done. And I experienced joy and peace, especially in my body for the first time in my life. I'm no longer constipated or have gut issues. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to show you what's possible. So I have been studying root cause and functional wellness since 2013, but really I've been studying since I was 18 uh, after my second uh, trip to the psych ward. Um, I did some passionate intimacy coaching, especially after my divorce. I really wanted to dig in deeper on what made men and women tick and relationships and all that fun stuff. Done a little uh, studying on epigenetics and DNA, a lot on toxins and detoxification because that's huge especially with folks with autoimmune disease or folks that have had Lyme or folks that were a hairstylist for 15 years, like myself, um, heart math, breath work, you know, ozone therapy. I basically study for fun. After years of hating my body, the fluctuating weight gain, losing and gaining the same 65 to 80 pounds, a couple of trips to the psych ward, prescription drugs and the side effects that come with those prescription drugs being called crazy or people thinking I was just a reactive bitch that somehow that was my MO and I got off in life by just being a reactive person. The last straw came for me when I, uh, my husband, my husband last year told me I can't be married to an angry person anymore. And that's when I said enough, I will get better. People that work with me struggle with autoimmune, mental health issues, mood disorders, inability to lose weight, tinnitus, chronic pain, thyroid issues, constipation, diarrhea, brain fog. I love working with these folks. Do you know why? Because they were me. I finally have hope. And I'm not that different from you. Everybody can feel this way which is why I'm so excited to get to our next topic. Getting off the mental health roller coaster. Let's go over some signs so that way we know what we're looking for. Signs of depression, fatigue, insomnia, or restless sleep. Never had a problem with insomnia. Once I went down, I went down, but I always had problems with fatigue. Hopelessness all the time. Loss of interest in activities, mood swings, or sadness. Excessive hunger, fatigue, or the opposite, loss of an appetite. Agitation, excessive crying, brain fog, thoughts of suicide. Weight gain or weight loss. Poor appetite, ruminating thoughts. I used to have such a horrible time with uh, negative ruminating self-talk. Um, took some work, but it's able to turn that off. And it, I mean, life gets so much better <laughs> when, you know, life can be kind of hard as it is and people can be kind of cruel. And the last thing I needed was to be cruel to myself. 
According to the World Health Organization, suicide is the fourth leading cause of death in ages 15 to 29. Globally, it's estimated that 5% of adults suffer from a depression. I was quite shocked when I read that statistic of being the fourth leading cause of death. It's just heartbreaking. And it's part of the reason why I do what I'm doing. Signs of anxiety, feeling of apprehension or dread, feeling tense or jumpy. I had one of the worst startle reflexes of anybody I've ever met. If I was in the kitchen and I had my back turned and if my husband or my stepson came walking up the stairs, I would scream to the top of my lungs, throw whatever was in my hand. And then when I came down, I was just flooded with adrenaline, which felt like poison to my system. And I would kind of shake for a little bit and I felt sick. You know, my, my husband and my uh, stepson felt horrible because they didn't want to make me feel that way. Um, but we tried everything and there was like nothing they could do that would keep that startle response from happening. Um, always anticipated the worst and watching for uh, being watchful for signs of danger. Always, always, always. I think women have a tendency to do that a little bit more than men anyway, just because of our safety factor in the world. You know, we're not as big. Um, pounding or a racing heart, shortness of breath, you know, full on panic attack, uh, sweating, tremors, headaches, fatigue, insomnia, upset stomach, frequent urination or diarrhea. According to the National Alliance on Mental Health, anxiety disorders are the most common mental health concerns in the United States. Over 40 million adults have an anxiety disorder. The stigma around mental health issues is still a major factor in people not getting the help they need. I mentioned I was having trouble with depression on social media and I was fired because of it. Traditional approaches to mental illness can keep a lot of folks stuck. One way they can get stuck is getting stuck in that power of positivity mindset. Now, don't get me wrong. It absolutely helps to have a positive attitude, but don't get stuck in the spiritual bypassing. Feel your feelings. If something hurt your feelings, feel them. If something made you angry, feel it. Just don't live there. Have you ever seen a, a toddler and they have like this complete and colossal meltdown? And then two minutes later, they're over it and they're playing with their buddy just fine, like nothing happened. I can't help but wonder what a different world it would be if as adults, we were allowed to actually feel our feelings instead of being professional and having to stuff them down and boys don't cry. And are, are you crying in baseball? You know, I had so much guilt and shame around the fact that I couldn't think or feel my way out of a situation. There's so much more to understanding mental illness and it takes a multi-pronged approach to help people. And I know for myself, I had to look deeper into these four areas. Number one, healing the stored trauma in your nervous system. So getting out of fight or flight and into rest and digest, getting your nervous system calmed down. A lot of us that have chronic stress, chronic illness and have mental health issues are stuck with the gas on. It's like a tiger is chasing us always. You have two sides to your autonomic nervous system. You have your parasympathetic 
which is the rest and digest and heal. And you have your sympathetic, which is the fight, flight, or flee, freeze, I think too. The sympathetic nervous system diverts energy away from digestion, away from our sex drive, away from healing, and puts that energy to running away from the tiger, right? Our extremities, expanding our lungs, our heartbeat, our heart, yeah, right. So if you're being chased by a tiger, your body is not concerned with digesting your food. It's not concerned with having sex. It's not concerned with healing. It's in survival mode. And trauma, whether it be from big T trauma, like early childhood trauma, um, divorce, uh, folks in the military, or it's little T trauma, like chemicals, you know, hairstylists for 15 years, uh, chronic illness like Lyme disease or mold, um, food sensitivities, heavy metal toxins. They all get stored in your, in your nervous system the same way, and it all keeps that energy stuck. There are also some biological issues that will make you more susceptible and more sensitive to trauma. You ever know that person that it seems like just the smallest little thing happens and they just completely melt down, they can't handle it? It's probably because they've got some deficiencies going on that actually they can't handle it. They don't have the, the capacity, the bandwidth, and the nervous system and the uh, biological stuff they need to handle stress. Um, like having a copper excess or, or a pyrrole disorder, actually either one of those can lead to depression or anxiety. There's some really awesome techniques that I've learned to address this. I loved learning somatic experiencing work from Dr. Amy Apigian. They are simple little exercises that when you practice them a few times a day, they help move that stuck energy out of your nervous system. I'm gonna show you one right now. It's called the push away. And if you're like a sensitive empath like myself, for the longest time, my energy bubble was right here. So anybody say something hurtful or watch the news on TV, or I was one of those that I, you know, any little thing that bumped me really knocked me off my way. So this has been a great exercise for me to learn to help just kind of expand my energetic bubble. And it also will help um, get you out of fight or flight and into rest and digest. So you start with your, your hands up near your shoulders and you're gonna push it, you're gonna engage your arms. Like you are literally pushing away a boulder and you're gonna go nice and slow, okay? So we're gonna breathe in. Slow, slow, slow. Push, push, push. Before I do those, I, I forgot this time. I always like to check in to see kind of where my anxiety level was. And it's probably about a five or a six. You know, cause doing this, you know, putting yourself out there makes me a little nervous, but I'd say now I'm probably about a three or four. So do you see how easy that was just to shift gears like that? Um, I did a 21 day course with her and my nervous system was completely transformed by the end of the course. Number two, a poor diet, eating too many inflammatory foods and having a leaky gut. If you have a leaky gut, you also have a leaky brain, studies have found. So if you've got, so leaky gut, so you have your gut in tight junctions and not much is supposed to get through in or out. 
Everything that you have in your gut is supposed to stay in your gut. But now through medications, parasites, bacteria, and yeast, eating packaged food, birth control, uh, stress, um, a number of things, grains, act like a batting, battering ram on your gut. And it now it's not so tight. Now it's more like Swiss cheese. And so I'm eating an apple and the apple is getting out of my gut and into my bloodstream. And my immune system is saying, Hey, apple, what the hell are you doing here? You don't belong here. And it's causing an attack. And there's collateral damage sometimes to other surrounding tissue and organs. And it's just apple. So when you cross that barrier, a lot of times the barrier in your brain also becomes a little on the leaky side. And then it's got its own immune system called microglia. And we have a priming uh, event, which means we've activated the microglia in your brain and now it's attacking. And guess where the collateral damage is happening? On your brain. You can go to therapy all you want. You can get on every prescription in the world. And then if you leave that doctor's office and you go pick up a Big Mac and a Coke, you've just inflamed your gut, which just inflamed your brain. The gut and the brain are connected. Over 80% of our happy neurotransmitter serotonin is actually made in the gut. And for every signal that our brain sends our gut, our gut sends five signals back to our brain. We used to think our brain was the one in control. It's our gut. And you cannot supplement your way out of a bad diet, folks. If you don't recognize an ingredient on a list, neither does your immune system. Number three, hidden stressors like food sensitivities can cause inflammation in the gut and the brain. Healthy foods that we eat every day could be causing this inflammation. So I brought the example of apples earlier. For me last year, when I was trying to lose weight and get unangry, I uh, decided to try uh, keto. And within like a week and a half, I had gained more weight and I was in more pain. And I was like, what the heck? So I decided to put my money where my mouth was and do the lab testing on myself. And I was reacting to olives, almonds, and coconut. What is keto? You know, a lot of keto products are made out of olives, almonds, and coconut. So I was causing a lot of inflammation in my body and without even knowing it. Since then, I've been on a paleo type diet and I rotate my food. So that way I don't develop new food sensitivities and I've been working on healing my gut. Sleep. We as humans have lost touch with our natural rhythms. Just because there's artificial light and we can stay up till two in the morning doesn't mean we're supposed to. There's a lot of biological factors that happen. A, when you're sleeping between the hours of 10 and 4 a.m. So if you stay up till midnight, you've now cut out a two hour chunk of premium detoxification, premium sleep time. So like I said, the only certain biological things can happen only when you're asleep and only during certain times of the night. And I know, man, for myself, one or two days of not sleeping well and my mental health is all over the map. You look at me funny and you can make me cry. I'm reactive, I'm moody again, it's, it's bad. I do these three things to help with sleep. 
So when it starts to get dark, I put on my $20 uh, blue blocking glasses that I got from Amazon. Our eyes and our skin actually both take in light and blue light and green light sh to shut off our melatonin. So there are two signals that are supposed to happen that tell our body it's time for bed. One of them is the temperature drops, right? Cause if you think about it, when the sun goes down, temperature drops and lack of light. So when that happens, your body starts to starts to um, release melatonin, produce melatonin, and then put you to sleep. That's the way that's supposed to work. So they make special bulbs that you can put in your lamps to help out with that at night. And then for us, we just shut all the lights off and you know just watch TV with our blue blocking glasses on. And then by the time we're ready for bed, like we're ready for bed. There's no tossing and turning. We don't have a problem with sleeping. Um, I also take 200 milligrams of uh, magnesium glycinate. Magnesium is a natural calming mineral that most Americans are deficient in. And I also had an issue with constipation. So I love that type of magnesium because it was twofold. It, it helped me relax and it also helped with bowel movements and helped me get more regular. Yay. I also get off my phone one hour before bed just to kind of give my eyes a break from that screen and, and just the stimulation. There are some things you can do to feel better now. Let's start off with a, a four, six, eight breath. Anytime you have a breath where the hold and the exhale is longer than the inhale, it's gonna, uh, it, it switches that nervous system side. Um, so let's try a couple. So it's just like it sounds. So we're gonna breathe in for four, hold for six, out for eight. Ready? Breathe in for four. Hold for six. Out for eight. Nice. I'm also going to teach you another somatic experiencing exercise. It's called a VU. So this actually stimulates your dorsal side of your vagus nerve. Your vagus nerve connects to all kinds of tissues and areas and organs, um, I mean organs in your body. And if you're inflamed or if there's been damage, those signals can't get um, to the parts of the body they need to get to properly. And so this part stimulates the dorsal side, which is the backside of your vagus nerve. And it's just like it sounds. So we're gonna, and I like combining two things. So I like to do the push away with a VU. So as we push away, we're gonna do a VU, ready? So take a deep breath in. VU. You can also do a push away to the side. You can do a push away to the top. You can push away to the bottom. Just really make that energetic bubble bigger. Get outside and get moving. That's a multi-pronged approach. One, when we get moving, it moves our lymphatic fluid, our detoxification system. When we become toxic and it makes our brain inflamed, it's really hard to get undepressed, you know, out of anxiety. So get that lymphatic system moving, get some exercise, get some energy. Um, you'll also get sunlight 
which produces vitamin D. Um, try not to put sunscreen on for at least 20 minutes. You want to get at least 20 minutes of unexposed, you know, skin in order to get some vitamin D. And then also just being out in nature has been scientifically proven to help with mental health issues. Test don't guess. Again, I got sick of throwing crap at a wall and seeing what stuck. You know, get a comprehensive look at what's going on with your body and see what your body needs. Cut out inflammatory foods like dairy, grain, corn, processed foods, sugar, vegetable oils. Folks, do not cook with vegetable oils. One of the worst things that has was to happen to uh, mental health was back when we villainized fat, especially animal fats. Vegetable oils, especially when you're cooking with them, get so inflammatory and get so rancid and it causes so many issues in the brain and the body. Don't do it. Cut out alcohol. Get your feet on the earth. It's called earthing or grounding. Again, a lot of scientific research on that, at least 20 minutes. Um, it was hilarious. I remember I got into a fight one time with my uh, stepson. He was like crawling out of his skin. I couldn't figure out why he was just being such a snark. And I told him, go outside take your socks off, put your feet in the ground. I want you to sit out there for 20 minutes. He fought me on it. And I was like, go 20 minutes later, he came back in completely different kid. Feel your feelings and get to bed on time. Our bodies love routine. I want to say thank you so much for spending your time with me today and learning about this very important topic. If there's something that you heard that resonates with you today and you'd love to see if what I do can be a fit for you, I'd love to jump on a free, no risk uh, discovery call. I do have uh, special bonuses for five people only this month. It's my birthday month and I feel like celebrating. And that gets you an extra $500 off any package as a special thank you. Um, I will put my calendar link in the chat so that way you can book your free discovery call. Results are life-changing and typical, and I have found that people have suffered long enough. Act now. Feel better now. You deserve it. Thanks. Stay tuned.